and I know what else hurts, lads. It'll be the Hawks, Bay Hawks. The Bay Hawks. Last night's NBL controversy at the end of that. Justin Nelson is going to join us to talk about the preliminary finals that took place last night. Justin, good morning. Uh, very good morning to you all. The man flu. What a subject. <laughs> You've had it. You know what I mean. You know what I feel, mate. A bit of illness. The, the Hawks will be feeling a bit ill this morning. Oh wow! Um, look, I'm still stunned. To be honest, I'm, I'm completely mm. stunned at what transpired last night. I, I just can't remember seeing anything like it. And um, unfortunately for the Hawks, they're on the wrong side. Uh, of a situation that um, they just shouldn't be on the wrong side of. Just completely unfortunate, unbelievable. We can't change that result, but the review was put in place for these certain situations, and the referees never went to the review, never went and had a look at it, and now they've missed an opportunity. What is going to be the backlash from this? Well, what the, the referees department is, is claiming is within the rules, you can only review a decision that's been made. And the three officials, who were probably the only three people in the building, to be honest, who didn't see what happened, um, didn't make a call. They didn't call interference. They didn't call goaltending. They didn't blow their whistle. So by the rule that they have subsequently put out in a statement, which feels like another dagger, to be honest, mm. um, says that because the whistle didn't blow, they didn't have a call that they needed to review. Now, I've been following basketball long, long time, as I'm sure you guys have as well. Sometimes a non-decision is still a decision. And uh, you read through the rule and, gee, to me... There's, it, it's very ambiguous, and the Hawks can feel uh, really ripped off, I suppose is the word. I mean, you look at it, and you look at it, and you go over it, and it's very, very clear uh, what happened, and um, yeah, they're on the wrong side of it. They should actually play the game again, Justin, that's my thoughts on it. Like, when we're talking rules, we're talking... I think you're, you're dead right about putting a knife into them, um, coming out and saying that like this is in the rule book. When you look at the replay three times, it's goaltending, and you've got three umpires looking at it, two coaches looking at it, and then common sense doesn't play play a play. It happens in every sport. What do we need to do to make people um, reflect on those decisions and make common sense decisions on the back of it? Well, I think there was an opportunity for a common sense decision, and that was to go and review it, and and that was missed. You know, I know that, that, that rules can be read a certain way, and sometimes they can be read another way. And common sense, at the end of the day, says that, hey, go across and have a look at it, because we were sitting in the commentary position probably 18 to 20 metres away uh, or thereabouts, uh, just over the halfway mark, he heading down the other side of the floor. And in real time, it was plain as day. Like, you could not possibly miss that something had happened. And it just felt like everyone in the stadium saw it. And for some reason, I don't know why, we often hear in thrilling finishes, you know, put the whistle away and, 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 and let, let it play out and let it be decided by the players. Well, in this situation... It was decided by the players. It was a player yeah. that had reached up through the net and grabbed the ring, and it didn't get called.
Uh, I've got a, a little situation here. So on the final position of the fourth quarter, no violation was called by any referee on the final shot. As a result, this could not be referred for review by the IRS as per FIBA rule F.3.2. Yeah, that's the rule. And that, and that's what the referees department has gone to immediately. Um, like mm. I said, you issue a statement like that and it, it does feel like a, a dagger. Um, they're probably defending their, their own turf because it was heated. Make no mistake, it was a very heated <laughs> situation because the replay was playing on the big screen. The crowd could see it. The players could see it. The players of both mm. teams could see it. Everyone knew uh, that there'd been an error. Um, but because of that rule and the way that it reads, uh, the referees made the decision that they made. Um, and, you know, let's take a step back for a moment. The referees work by the rule book, and I get that. Mm. Totally understand it. They've, they've, they've worked to the letter of the law, so to speak. But gee whiz, I guess the question is, how did we miss the call in the first place? The question is, mm. only a couple of weeks ago, Johnny Bairstow, um was stumped. Yep, he walked out of the crease and there was, a, there was a, uh, a massive backlash on whether or not it was sportsmanlike. Now, if you're the captain or the coach of the team that got the win because of that, that um, uh, uh, decision by those referees last night, wasn't there a place in sportsmanship to say, Hang on, we've actually because I this is how I would have felt if I looked at it, I would have gone, mate, we lost that. That's a, that's actually goaltendering. Is there a, a a position here, Justin, in the sport where there's a sportsmanlike decision that can be brought back in? Because I'm only I, all I can see is common sense can actually only come from the sportsman because the officials continually in every sport get it wrong. It's a really good question, isn't it? It's it's a it's a hypothetical situation and. I guess it just comes down to the fact that we're all humans. We're in the moment. You know, we're playing to win. Obviously, last night's game, someone's going home. Their season's over. They're done. That's it. It's not as if we're rolling around a week later and playing another game between the same two teams. And that's not a flippant comment with the Ashes situation, but heat of the moment, we're human. The Rams knew what happened. There's no doubt. I mean, everyone knew what had happened. And they go... Man, get out of jail free card. We've got another chance here. Let's regroup. We've got five minutes of overtime to play. Let's try and get the win. Yeah, look, was, uh, obviously the result, there's a bit of controversy at the end, but the Canterbury Rams have punched their way to the, the semifinals and they'll take on the Tuatara and the Franklin Bulls will take on the Otago Nuggets. I'm pretty sure you might be able to correct me about no, that, but on. it might be right. I'll swing. I'll swing that back round the other way. The Bulls play the Tuatara tonight. Okay. And the Rams go. play the Nuggets on Saturday night. The two winners go through to Sunday night's grand final. Well, they've had two weeks. Uh, they've had a week off, the top two sides. Can we see any upsets happening in the uh, semifinals? Well, we saw it last year. The Giants and the Airs mm. both went through to the final six as seeds one and two, and they both got tipped out what the uh what the rams and the bulls have up their sleeve right now against the tuatata and the nuggets is they've got a game under their belt they've got a finals game under their belt and the tempo goes up i mean the second game last night the bulls getting over the saints what what, what a fantastic last quarter by the bulls mm. and uh they look good they look really really good so 
Yeah, the Nuggets and the Tuatata, they go in favourites, as they should, number one and two seed, but they're coming up against teams that are hardened from a finals mm. contest already, and that counts for something. Yeah, it, it, it's always the way in it when you're playing. You're playing the, in that competition and getting game time like you did last night. You you are hardened into that. Do you do you see um, the the Tuatara especially with that a bit of a, a rocky finish to the season? Do you think they can get themselves up for this one? I think they can because they're loaded with experience. They have got the MVP Rob Lowe, Jared Weeks was an All Star mm. Five player, Cam Glidden, Ruben Talangi, the young Charlie Dalton. They've got some good depth mm. coming off the bench. So I think they definitely get themselves up for it. But it's a northern battle. It's a crosstown battle, and you love that sort of stuff. I mean, tonight, if the fans don't turn up for this one for their teams, I'll be stunned because this is a chance for supremacy in this part of the world. And what we do know is once we get through Saturday night semi-final between the two southern teams, uh, the, the Nuggets and the Rams, we're going to have a Sunday final in the Sells NBL where it's north versus south, and I can't wait for that. Going to be absolutely massive, massive, Justin. What chance do you give our nuggies of getting up, our night and day nuggies <laughs> getting up? Come on. Yeah, I, 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 I like them, Ricardo. I really like what they've done in the back end of the season. Uh, I think Ja'Cory McLaughlin will continue to be sidelined with that knee injury, and what a blow that was mid-season. He was starring, but Ty Webster's been a massive inclusion. Sam Timmons is uh, uh, high-fiving because he's just picked up a one-year contract with the Sydney Kings. Uh, Nico McCulloch's come back into that team. And, of course, Todd Withers, all-star five, one of the best players in the competition. And I like the Nuggets. Actually, I I said a couple of days ago, if I was to pick a team, and I picked the Rams from the start of the season, but if I was to pick an informed team right now, it's the Nuggets. Yeah, good stuff, mate. All right, Justin, thanks very much for getting up out of, out of the scratch nice and early after a late night on the call. Cheers, mate. Justin. Appreciate it. Go well and have a great weekend on the call as well, eh? Thanks, fellas. Cheers. Beautiful. Justin Nelson talking NBL, talking those controversies, and there's uh, one here for you, Kimpy. There's one here for Matt. He's heating up. Blaming the Rams. Seriously, so every second week through history, the coach of the Warriors opposition should give the Wars the points when there's a shocker. Kimpy, come on. Yeah, I, I don't expect anything else from you boys down there in Autotahi. You know, you're, you're, you're used to stealing, stealing wins from people. Well, mate, I, I see, actually see, just to, to spin things slightly, Dagger, are the Crusaders running Canterbury cricket now? Because they've just poached Kyle Jamison from Auckland for the, for the coming domestic season. <laughs> They're learning. They're learning, Well, he spins, he spins a lot of time down here. He's, he lives down here, oh, and it just makes he? sense. Oh, He's oh, always down okay. here, and... So it just makes sense. And, um, do they yeah, offer look, like houses and 10 acre blocks, do they? <laughs> probably, probably. I had to work hard for mine. Earned, earned, not given. Morning, boys. Hawks, Hawks game sounds like a three metre forward pass, eh, Dagger? Come on. Everyone is bringing back the old clips. Yes, there was a bit of controversy there last night, but uh, the right result. You touched on it, Kempe. When you're a competitor, there's no chance I'm going to go over and say, sorry, that was a gold 10. No chance. I'm doing everything possible to win. If I'm going to have to cheat to win, I'll do it. Oh, they just <sighs> didn't, they didn't recover. They didn't recover. They, mm. you know, the, you watch, it's not the, the gold tendering. You watch the like 30 seconds to a minute post it. The coach was like really animated. The players were, you know, absolutely filthy and they just didn't recover. Is there Australian on your mum's side or your dad's side, Dagger, after that comment? 
Uh, it's just uh, desire to win oh, at all costs. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't blatant cheat, but you just push the boundaries right to the limit and you try and comes up with, come up with ways to you know, push the rules and try and find new ways to just really expand it. So, yeah, you know what it is. You know what I mean. Anything to win, but you do it. That, that, that. Um, you know, fairly. <laughs> what, what was the old Bacore mantra? It's not cheating if you don't get caught? Yeah, mate. There yeah. you go. It's not cheating until you get caught. And, well, the Canterbury Rams never got caught, and the Hawks Bay Hawks will be absolutely gutted. Here's a ton of messages, boys. We'll get to these just quickly. Uh, it's been pretty hard to go past last night as an all-time highlight on NZ Soil. The recent form of the women's football team has been nothing short of abysmal. Highlighted by 400 shots on goal against Vietnam, but only converting two. Then to come out and win like that, wow. Not full marks. Uh, full marks because of it's, it's a knockout game, maybe. Same argument could be made for the Black Ferns win last year. Terrible form culture only 12 months previously. Then to come out and get the job done. Amazing from Chris. Whew. So good. So a couple more, lads. Start reading. Start reading. Oh, Jamison started here. Give it to them, Dagger. That one from Matt. Yeah. <laughs> told them, mate. I told them. Calm down. Jamo's here, mate. He's just coming home. He's seen the light. And Caleb's come through with a with a uh, a, a bit of a remedy for me. He said, "Get Rick Dog on an inversion table, turn him upside down, put onions on his feet, and kawakawa leaves in his ears and nose. It won't help, but it'll look funny." <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> I can picture that. I can picture that. Watch our socials. And then you can start singing. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been a hell of a morning, lads. I'm, I'm just, I can't get over last night. One from Zane. How good was the Ferns last night? No better way to kick off the cup. And how's the weather looking up in Tamaki Makoto? Uncle Kibi is raining and it's horrible. Hopefully, it clears later today. But from a World Cup perspective, uh, Rick Dog Kimpy, they must be ecstatic with what they've watched. That's what this does for the World Cup and New Zealand. They would have been praying that the result was going to happen like that. And but, now it has the sellouts and everything. It's so good. Yeah, but across the Tasman as well, you're dead right. The uh, mm. the Aussies and the Kiwis have really turned it on, you know, co-hosting the World Cup. And they, they couldn't have asked for a better result. Eden Park, um, Full House. Where was, where was the Australian one played? Uh, it was at Sydney. Sydney full, like 75,000 people watching the Matildas run around. Oh, look, I just... I just can't wait for the game down in uh, Wellington. You know, it'll be great because we haven't seen that stadium full. When was the last time that was full? Probably maybe the Rugby World Cup 2011. That that long ago. That long ago. They'll be so it'll be so good. Wellington the the home of uh, the Phoenix. You know, you get a lot more I, I guess you're going to get a lot more noise down there because you're going to Are we going to see, you know, Josh Cronfield and they taking a stop off? Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, well, I mean, it won't be yellow fever, it'll be a whiteout. It'll be the white zone, the white out. So, although maybe maybe it's going to be a blackout now that they've switched uniforms. Don't they look good in black? Yeah, how look? How good is it? <laughs> I did. I did think that. I did think that when they uh, when the commentator, you know, the world feed commentator, the Englishman said, "What other colour would they be wearing? All black. All black. Very, very yeah. well said." Ah, oh, Richie, is, is he? Didn't realise you and David Warner are cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't stoop that low to, you know, bring an object onto the field to. Have you ever had sandpaper in your pocket? No. 
Because you, you bowled at 138 k's an hour, you keep telling me. <laughs> I don't need sandpaper. I don't need sandpaper to make the ball swing, Kempi. Oh huh? dear. Oh. <laughs> well, I do remember that after that happened, it was Bunnings and Cro- I think it was Bunnings and Christchurch. Was it might have been one of them in Christchurch? They started doing, uh, you know, those beach cricket sets, and you got a free roll of sandpaper yeah. oh. with your beach cricket set. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? This is the first time I've heard a team from Canterbury winning controversially. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're haters. You're haters. I, All right. I wonder if Chris Stay is from on. Wellington. <laughs> he's from, I think he's from close to you guys. So uh, you have a little stab because Ken's only come back once and then I never heard from him again. But I love you, Ken. We appreciate the banter on the show. Keep the banter coming through on double eight, double three. A ton of messages there to help you with your concrete pool there at Cadog. We'll pick a winner for that wellness pack as well. Big show ahead. Stay tuned. You're listening to Ozzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this winter, Rick Dog.